Welcome to Podcasting Without Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you our 100th new episode. Yes, it is episode 100 of Podcasting Without Reasons. Thank you all who have listened the whole time. The whole time, We really appreciate you. And those who are new, maybe you'll be here for the next 100th episode. Listen, we're just getting better and better, okay? Seriously. Sometimes we have fun guests. Sometimes it's just us being hilarious. Guys, if you love The Bachelor, you'll love us. I'm just yeah. saying, we give you the best of the best. Absolutely. Why wouldn't we? As always, my name is Brendan Hare. I'm joined by Erin Mardia. It's good to have you back. That's me. So, uh, I would like some credit. Yes. Because last week, I told you that a certain individual would go home. And you almost laughed in my face. Okay, did I? I don't remember that. You were... You were flabbergasted at the idea that we would lose Serene and keep Gabby. Because I was convinced that he wanted to sleep with Serene. At least before he sent her home. I'm convinced he wants to sleep with Gabby more. Which is, I mean, not that Gabby's not attractive, but like, I just feel like I sense the sexual connection with him and Serene more than him and Gabby. That's just me. I get that, and I also it, it, she's made the occasional sexual joke or sexual innuendo, so I think that she, I think that he thinks she's down. I guess, but I feel like Serene was like very, like you know, she's like very elusive. She's very like, you know, yeah, I don't I know. Yeah, I, I get it, and I think that he probably does want to sleep with both of them, and maybe he just picked the one who he thought would be more likely to sleep with him. I guess. Because, yeah, like, I was I was surprised. I really was. And, like, my mom and I were texting during it, and um, she was like, who do you think it's going to be? I told my mom. I said, I thought it was going to be Gabby or Susie. I, like, I thought maybe Susie because when his mom asked <laughs> loved her, and he was like, Basically, not yet, but I could get there. I'm definitely going to get there. And I was like, who are you trying to convince? That was my thought. I didn't think so. Okay. I thought there's only two choices that were going home. As soon, And I knew, basically, the final rose was boring because he gave the first rose to Susie. And then yeah. he gave the next one to Gabby. I'm like, well, he's not going to give the last one to Serene and kick out Rachel. Right, right. That's exactly, like, as soon as that happened... As soon as he had, it was down to Rachel and Serene, I was like, oh, shoot. And I texted my mom, and I was like, I think I was wrong. <laughs> That's what I knew I was right. Yeah, I, I didn't think that that was going to happen, but, but okay. Like I said, I thought he, I thought he, based on the sexual connection, I thought he was going to remove Gabby. But, you know, hey. No, that's totally fair, though. I see I see why you would lean that way. I was just leaning for basically the same reason the other direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sayonara serene. That was unfortunate, yeah. for sure. Um, you fly away with your fireflies, I guess. I, I, <laughs> that sounds so mean. She was so wonderful. I really liked her. I think I she's going to be a catch in paradise, just not for sure. Clayton's catch. Yeah. Sure. Which is honestly probably better for her. 
Honestly, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. Which is why later on I'm not going to want Susie to marry Clayton. Uh, yeah. Because I, uh, I, this is personal preference. I think Susie is the catch of the season. I don't know. I, I just feel like she's a little boring to me. Just a little. Just a little. So the beauty pageant queen who lived in Japan does jujitsu and is a photographer for her day job. Okay, is okay, the boring okay. No, one. never mind. Is that's the boring one? What does she do? She's a photographer. She's a wedding photographer. That is that's cool though. That's Who cool. lived in we Japan does jujitsu. We don't get a lot of photographers on this. We usually get real estate agents and stuff. AKA so. any job most of the jobs that are on this show are jobs where you are your own boss. And if you right. just leave, it's okay because you're just not making money. Right. Right. <laughs> so, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe she's not that boring, but I think it's also because she reminds me of Hannah, Hannah Brown. And I'm like, we've already seen this show, but you know, who knows? Yeah. So shall we jump in? Let's do it. Speaking of Susie, Susie is our first hometown date. We are in Pocosin, Virginia, basically Virginia Beach. We're gonna see her we're gonna meet her mom Jean, her dad Tom, her sister Barbara, and her best friend Lauren. I think this was the most traditional. It was. Maybe that's also why I'm like, uh, kinda boring. Because her hometown was just like it was so typical. Well it doesn't mean typical isn't necessarily bad. I know, I know, but I don't know. I'm always looking for like a little pizzazz, like Gabby's grandpa gave us. Okay. Yeah. Like Gabby's grandpa is exactly what I wanted out of hometowns. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's the kind of energy I'd want my family to bring. For sure. I'd be like, yeah. Well, don't be on TV if you're not going to bring it. That'll always be my reference is Gabby's, Gabby's grandpa. <laughs> Gabby's grandpa, he was the best thing of this entire episode. My favorite was when he, well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm getting ahead. Okay. We meet Clayton and Susie in a park. They're going to have a little bit of a conversation. And then Susie lets us know what we're doing today. And she says, today we're going to find out if Clayton likes being choked. Weird. <laughs> it was a weird sentence. And then it it didn't hit the same way four minutes later when she said it again. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, it's like Mara and her sauce. Yeah. Her sauce. <laughs> no. You tell it once, girl. You tell it once and that's it. You like, you let it lie. It's, it's the, sh the joke isn't funny except for the shock factor of it. Right. So you once you've it said once. it, the shock factor is gone. Right. You say it once. Say it once, girl. Give pause for the applause, and that's it. Yes. We were reminded from Susie's uh, intro package and from her bio on ABC that she is she does jujitsu. So they are headed to her gym. So this is where she trains when she's home. They, uh, they have a quick picnic at a, uh, at a pier, and then Susie reminds... 
us and Clayton that her father has had some health issues in the past and she wants to make sure that he's there to walk her down the aisle because of how much he means to her. Mm-hmm. She says bringing you home to meet him specifically is like such a big deal to me. And this was just just your standard preparing for like the person. I think a lot of times they try to prepare for the 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 lead for the person that means the most that they have to make the best impression on. Really? Well, because I think like not all family members are equal. Yeah. Like normally, normally someone values somebody's opinion the most. Like Gabby and her dad. Gabby and her dad, which which became her grandpa when her dad couldn't make it. When her dad couldn't make it. That was, okay. We'll get there, but that was a weird Gabby's exchange. Dad. We all knew Gabby's dad was going to show up because Gabby wouldn't shut up about her dad. Yeah. I'm sorry, but my goodness, everybody who was able to be there, they were like, we traveled because of COVID. Okay. He couldn't. Got it. But she's like, everybody, I'm like, I love everybody so much. You just, you all know I wish dad was here. Like, oh. Right. If he wasn't going to be there, they would have just cut all that out. They would have been like, that sucks. I wish he was here. And then that would have been the last time they mentioned it. It's like, who was that on somebody, somebody's brother? Whose brother was that that showed up? Was it Ivan's? No, that was a different one. I, it was, no, it was, it was Ivan, wasn't it? Ivan was the one whose brother was like in jail when he was younger. Yeah. And then remember when his brother showed up and he was like basically a, a licensed therapist the way that he was asking That's questions. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but Ivan just kept being like, oh, man, I just wish my brother was here. It would have meant so much if my brother was here. And it's like, okay, so we get it. On the fifth time, your brother's coming. If he doesn't come, it's just sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you have any thoughts on Clayton's jujitsu, Clayton and Susie's jujitsu? I barely paid attention to Clayton and Susie's jujitsu. He could have gotten choked out there on the mat, and I would have been like, gonna make this plate of nachos real quick i think it was nice to because most of these dates are just like nonsense Mm -hmm. just a random activity in the city they live in now this one i think this was important because i think it actually meant something to Susie. yeah like the other dates were just activities in the area Mm -hmm. but like this was like something that was important to Susie. clearly they like Susie. yeah yeah because they they're giving Susie. All the advantages. This is true. Yeah. I think they like Susie. They want us to really like Susie. So they're like, oh, what about Susie? I'm just not taking the bait. I mean, she's not. She wouldn't be my pick for Bachelorette, but I think she'll be the pick. Really? They're not giving her all. They're not giving her all this. I don't think she's going to win. And they're not giving all this to somebody who they're not wanting to be a face of the franchise. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's too obvious. It is, which is why they're doing it. It's too obvious. Okay. Uh, So we, huh? How old is Susie? I think she's 27 or 28. Okay. Okay, we, uh, Susie and Clayton show up at Susie's dad, Susie's family's house. Uh, 
Her dad pulls Susie aside first. Susie's dad says her... Uh, I'm just going to go with Tom because I'm tired of saying Susie's dad. Tom mm-hmm. says that he's getting stronger every day and he's expecting good results from his upcoming MRI. Tom makes sure his make Susie make sure Susie knows that he will absolutely be there for her wedding day. She said, "I told Clayton today. I was like, my dad is like the gold standard for like what I expect in a person and a partner and a man. I think that's why I've been so tough on people in the past. And then she thinks that Clayton can live up to that standard. That made me tear up a little bit. I will because like yeah. that's so good that Susie had a dad like that." Yeah, you know? that's super important. It, yeah, because clearly we see in other people's stories, like they didn't necessarily have a parent, one of the parents that was, you know, not that great or whatever. But Susie ha- seems to have like a, a close knit family. Yeah, she's a close knit family. She has a lot of love for her dad, and so that part did get me. That I was like, okay, all right, all right, Susie, I love your family. <laughs> Uh, Clayton and then Clayton now sits down with Tom. Uh, Clayton says that her her dad says I'm so I'm surprised nobody's nabbed her up yet. You got her in the line. All you have to do is reel her in. Uh, they basically they basically just they don't really have a lot of questions. They just talk about how great Susie is for right. a while. Uh, he. He continues to say, I feel really comfortable having you come into my house. You seem like a really good guy. If Susie loves you, we'll love you. And, like, the thing with Clayton is, like, he's very inoffensive. Like, you, like there are things that you can dislike about Clayton. But, like, spend 10, 15, 20 minutes with Clayton. You're just like, he's fine. Yeah. That's the thing about Clayton. He is fine. He's just fine. He is like, he's like, if you went to the grocery store and you wanted like a specific brand of bread, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were out. So then you got this off brand brand of bread and you were like, it's still bread. (laughs) It's still bread. Yeah. (laughs) It's still bread. It'll do. That's how I feel about Clayton. Which sounds terrible, and I would die if someone said that I was, I was like off-brand bread good enough. Let no one ever say that about me. You you are the bunny bread of Coho, so just know that. I, the bunny bread of Coho. Oh, side note, I said something to one of my friends the other day. I said, "That's what I said, bunny bread," and he was like, "What?" Oh, I know what that. Yeah, that was a tagline. He literally, he's like. How old are you? I'm 27. No, 28. I lied. Okay. I'm 28. Okay. He's like two years older than you. He's older than you. And he was like, what? And I was like, that's what I said, bunny bread. He was like, that's what you I know? said, bunny bread. Bunny bread. Right. Yeah. And so then I look up on YouTube, the old commercials, and I'm like, that's the jingle. And I show it to him. And he's like, I feel like you made that up. And I was like, I just showed you virtual evidence. Of something that has come from childhood, archived from the nineties, and yeah. you still think that I made this up? He's like, I, I've never heard this. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the tune. The fact that you just called me the bunny bread of co-host, though. <laughs> bunny bread is top tier bread. I was gonna say though, I'll take it. 
bunny bread. Bunny bread's legit. Would you okay. prefer? Would you prefer to be the nature's own? No. That's what we use in this house. Is nature's own. Oh, but nature's own does have this good like butter bread, butter never, top bread. I think. Oh, really? I've never had that. Ooh. Okay. I'm cool with nature's own, but I'll take bunny bread because it's like well known. It's standard. It's it's a it's a quality bread. It is. Thanks, man. It's Thanks. the bread of consistency. You know what? I'm loving this. Okay. That's what like that's what we should just I'm gonna put that on my on my Instagram bio now. Okay. The bunny bread of co-hosts. <laughs> okay, so Susie's dad. All breads aside. All breads aside. Susie's dad Susie's dad brought nothing to the table. Nope. Uh there's clearly a hardball in this family and it's not Tom. Nope. It's Susie's mom. Mom. Who mom. starts with, do you think you love Susie? Clayton said, uh, well, um, so not yet, says, but I'm gonna. He says, so massive pause. I will say that I have very, very strong feelings for Susie and to fall in love to me is, um, is very sacred. And I know that I will get there. There's part of me that, um, is trying to make sense of it in my head with you with, to be honest with you. With other women around, I don't want to fall in love like with like four people. That doesn't make sense. Oh, Clayton. Oh, Clayton. Really? Because I feel like that's what I've heard about you is that you're going to fall in love with a bunch of people. Well, he didn't fall in love with four. He falls okay, in love with three. Okay, he fell in love with three. Yeah. My bad. Three isn't a reasonable amount of people to be in love with. Oh, my gosh. I can't even... Falling in love with one person is heavy enough. That's what I don't understand about, I, I mean, obviously like a co-host, a bachelor, a bachelor recap show, but falling in love with one person is heavy enough. Can you imagine carrying the weight of falling in love with three people? Just being like in love with three people. In I, love. This... Now, eventually, I would like to talk to a, another podcaster that we're going to have on that does does some heavy stuff about cults. Mm-hmm. I believe being in the Bachelor bubble is a cult. Ooh, do tell. It's like the bubble itself. Yeah. Because as Nick talks about on his podcast, he says they encourage you to feel the furthest extent of every emotion you feel. Like, they want you to feel emotions and then express those emotions. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're encouraged so much to find the one. They don't have a lot of time to find the one. There's lots of people in the room that are not the one mm-hmm. or not even close to being possibly considered somebody they enjoy talking to. But that that keeps them from focusing on who is the one. So then they have these boxes of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And if one of them checks what they believe is enough of the boxes, they're like, yeah, I could love this person. So I think what they're, when they're saying they're in love, I think they're saying they could love this person. 
So at the end of everything, they're basically like, will you marry me? Because I could love you. Yeah, like, I think that they're picking the person that, in this, that they think they love the most, that they're going to love the most. Because he, I'm bringing him up again, and this was something he said in the past. He said Mm -hmm. that there's a lot going on and you're always questioning whether or not someone's there for the right reasons. And what they're telling, what they're telling you is the truth. Is it exaggerated? Is it underrepresented? Like there's a lot going on. So what you do is you, the thing that you trust the most is what you see. So you pick the person you're most physically attracted to and you believe is telling you the most truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And hope after it's done and you actually get to know these people better that they were who you thought they were. Jeez. I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing this in, I think it's six weeks. Um, Because I was watching, I was watching a a show, Daily Blast Live earlier, and they were talking about one of the contestants. I don't know what her name was, um, but Apparently, she had posted something on TikTok like that she spent like over $4,000 on dresses, shoes, and the whole shebang so that she could be there for the entire six weeks. And when the host said six weeks, I was thinking it was like eight weeks, but then I realized that they prolong it for episodes, obviously, for us. So it feels like it's longer. They are only there for six weeks to fall in love. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a month and two weeks. Yes. Now, uh, what's the fastest? This might be a personal question, <laughs> but what's the fastest you've ever fallen in love? I told I told my current I, current, I don't know why I said current. I've only been married to one time. <laughs> I told my wife that that I was that I loved her after probably five or six weeks. But, okay, five versus six. But I was the only that was the only person I was with. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing fifteen to twenty other people. Okay, true. Okay, so but you okay, maybe, maybe so it was maybe it was close to maybe it was seven or eight weeks, but it was less than two. I think it was two months or less. Okay, but right. I was also I was eighteen, so like. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, love is love. It, it worked. Love is love, yeah. for sure. So I think, and just thinking about me, like the fastest, like, like I just remember there was this, this guy who was really great, whatever. Anyway, so it was like, I thought record time was three months. Like it was, th- well, three, it took me three months to like even know for sure that I was like, I think that this is what I think it is. (laughs) And then when we talked about it, we were like, what? That's fast. That was like three, that was three months, you know? Yeah. So, but like, and I thought, I was like, whoa, that's fast. So you're telling me though, you like, you were like five weeks in. Well, I mean, that was really the only person I had ever like, had a serious relationship with. I was mm-hmm. 18. She was 17. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. eight, I think it might have been longer if I had had A, more experience, or B, was older. 
I might have been more hesitant, more reserved with the word. Mm-hmm. But I mean, seems like it worked out all right so far. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got married. <laughs> be five years in June. Right. Aww. I know. Uh, so Susie's mom is now talking to Susie. She says to be cautious. She says, I came right out and asked him, are you in love with Susie? He said he didn't, he didn't say that he's in love with you. He said that he can see that he could get there with you. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, she's telling her to proceed with caution, to be careful. She like, I just love that she went back and was like, listen, here's the deal. He doesn't love you yet. Says he could love you. Proceed with caution. Do with, she was basically like, do what you will with that information. Right. <laughs> and I think it was totally reasonable. Oh, for sure. And it was, it was good parental advice. Much more helpful than what Tom did. Tom did nothing. He was just like, I'm a good dad. And, oh, you're so sweet. And I'm good. I'm healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Next, we have Gabby. We're headed to Denver, Colorado to meet uh, Gabby's Aunt Julie, her Uncle Rich, her cousin Kira, and her Grandpa John. Yeah. So, like we've talked about before, I love Grandpa. I love him. So many people fell in love with him. They want him to be the senior bachelor. Especially when he brought up the fact that he was like, yeah, I don't want to take off take off this wedding ring because I miss your grandma. And plus, I'm really proud that I was married for that long. Um, so many old ladies out there are probably like, hmm, but do you want to be married again, though, Grandpa John? I don't think he has any interest in being married again. Probably not, but still. Yeah. He could be the he could be the next bachelor, date them all, and then be like, deuces, y'all. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun, but I'm still married to my dead wife. Thank you, though. I also saw <laughs> I also saw there was something um that oh gosh, what was it? So oh, somebody had posted like a, a picture of Clayton and uh Grandpa John side by side, and they were like, Who knew that Clayton had the wardrobe of like a 80 year old man or whatever because of his like and his like his, his sweet jacket i died i was like oh my gosh it's true that's crazy uh clayton and gabby go for a hike uh clayton lets us know that gabby is the funniest woman alive they do seem to have they do have a good time together though for Thank sure you. You. uh gabby leads them to a place called proposal rock and she says, oh, just a hint. And says, if he would have proposed today, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. She might be like, I'll think about it. <laughs> right. Then they uh, they get in a hot tub that was precariously placed on the hill of this mountain. She was really funny about this. I did think that she was like, hot tub. <laughs> Her, her sense of humor is hilarious and also her like asking him to pretend like he's a bear or like what he would do <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah yeah her sense of humor was pretty great and she did seem genuinely surprised that he knew how to handle a bear mm-hmm. yeah but so they get in the hot tub uh, Gabby gives uh, Clayton 
the rundown on who she's going to meet, who he's going to meet. We're going to meet her Aunt Julie, her Uncle Rich, her cousin Kira, and Grandpa. She says, unfortunately, her father's longtime girlfriend has been diagnosed with cancer. And because of COVID, he will not be able to be there. Uh, she seems pretty upset that her dad won't be there. And then just a reminder, Gabby and her mother don't have a relationship, so she won't be there either. Yeah. So this is the point where Gabby talks about her dad hoping that he was going to be there, wishing that he was going to be there. Things aren't the same without him there. It's great that the rest of the family could show up. She loves them so much, but only if her dad was there. And I was like, like, honestly, did the did the producers ask her to just like, just talk about your dad. Just talk about how you wish that he was there. Or was she just like, wink, uh, come on, bring my dad out. <laughs> I wonder how, I wonder if any of those were taken after he was there so they could get enough B-roll. Maybe. I hope. Because if I was sitting there and she kept bringing up her dad, I'd be like, Gabriella, we get it. You love your dad. I guess until until John called her Gabriella, I just never thought about the possibility that Gabby was short for something. I just thought I was like, yeah, just her name is Gabby. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect oh, yeah. sense. Gabriella, it's the name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when she when he kept calling her Gabriella, I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, she she and Clayton walk into the house. Uh, she immediately starts getting teary-eyed, gives her grandpa a hug. She goes to hug everybody else, and he says to Clayton, you gotta be the guy, huh? Good luck to you, man. And they gave, and then they had a good conversation. Uh, Gabby reminds, reminds us and lets her family know what her entrance was. She had the pillow that says, I hope I can sit on your face. Uh, I would not have said that in front of my family. I love that her grandpa thought it was funny. Oh, she clearly, she clearly knew that like they were going to like it. Because my family mm-hmm. would be like, that's inappropriate. Don't make those jokes. My mom would be like, I'm Marnia. My dad would be like, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> my sister would just be proud, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grandpa John pulls Clayton aside first. He's here to find out if Clayton is good enough for Gabby. He says, I don't give a damn about anything else. And then he proceeds to call his granddaughter a dingbat and a uh, lovable yeah. dingbat. I, I was like, a dingbat? I died when he said that. That 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 I think that was that was one of my favorite parts. And then, so Gabby's grandpa encourages them to remember that you don't have to get engaged on the show. Mm-hmm. She, he says, you really need to get to know a person. I encourage you not to run into an engagement. I love the fact that he said that. Yes. I really, I really appreciate the fact that he said that. Um, and it was like, it was such a fresh air kind of moment too, where he was like, hey, reminder, this is real life. You don't have to like, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. And it, if you really think about it in life anyway, just like this is me, just like Grandpa John really imparted some wisdom. But just the fact that like we don't have to do anything if you really think about it. Like some people go into something and they're like, oh no, it's too late. I have to marry this person. I met them on TV and everyone's watching. I have to get married. 
No. Yeah. You actually don't. No, you don't have to. <laughs> like, yeah, there might be some fallout and people might be bummed, but you don't have to get married. And so, yeah, I loved that though. I was like, Grandpa John, you're the best. Yeah. Uh, then Grandpa John says he likes Clayton. Of course, it's early, so I may change my mind about you. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, he's the best. Seriously. Yeah. And then we don't get a hold back. Uh, we don't. We get a, a fun clip of Grandpa John where, like, he's obviously, like, saying something to the cameras or pretending like it's bad when it isn't. I don't think it was taken, like, I don't think it was taken literally. Like, I don't think that he actually thinks that he's full of shit. Oh, no. No, he doesn't really do that. But that was, I think that's just, that was his sense of humor. Like, when Gabby's like. And I think the producers are going to, I think the producers were like, oh, we could use that clip if we wanted to call him out. Oh, no. No. I think that that was literally him just, like, joking around. Grandpa's got jokes. Like, Gabby clearly gets her sense of humor from him. Oh, yeah. You know, she's like, Grandpa, what do you think? He's full of shit. Like, that was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I lost it. I was like, that is so great. So, yeah, no. He's he's just messing around. He was not, uh, he obviously, like, liked him. But then when he's, like, then when he says to her something like, who he's crazy? Who who would who would be into you or something like that? She says <laughs> anybody like, that could possibly like you is obviously full of crap. I was like, this guy is so great. Like, oh my gosh, his sense of humor is chef's kiss gold. Perfect for yeah. this. Like, go from go from Susie's boring dad to Grandpa John <laughs> to Grandpa John. Perfect. Couldn't have asked for more. Uh, he, they have a good laugh. She's, he says, and uh, he thinks he's excited for Gabby and trusts her to make the right decision. And then he says, if it isn't for life, I'll be really pissed. I'll come back and haunt you. <laughs> and then when she tells him, I hope you do. And he's like, oh, I'll come back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, he says, I don't think I could love anybody as much as I love you and my wife. And then he talks about how he still wears his wedding ring because he thought about taking off. He's like, why would I? Like, I, I, it's a, it's a token of how much time we spent together. Yeah. Oh, so cute. So cute. I love him. I want grandpa John to be the senior bachelor. I would watch him every week. Trying to pick ladies, calling him out, being like, get out of here. She's not here for the right reasons. (laughs) Uh, if Gabby's the next Bachelorette, I mean, yeah, more Grandpa John. Grandpa again, probably. Yeah. So then we head off. So then we head back to the room. Everyone else is talking, hanging out. She's talking about once again how she wishes her dad was here, just to everybody instead of just cameras or just Clayton. And then you hear some honking outside. She gets up to see who it is. Which she obviously has to figure out who it is now, because why would she be getting up there to the door? Right. Like that. This part really, really got me because like, I was like, when she's like, who's here? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Only Clayton is like, maybe it's her dad. I feel like Clayton, Clayton was like, aren't we seeing the obvious? Maybe it's her dad. 
And I feel like the family was just like, oh, wow, yeah, who is it? Who's showing up here right now? Clayton's literally like, y'all are full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she heads outside. He, for some reason, while not being the one who has cancer, has to talk using cue cards. So he he does a he does the love actually card signs. Uh he says, Hi Gabby girl, it's me, obviously, that she even from a even from a short distance at night knows what her dad looks like. If my dad showed up with a card that said it's me, I'd have been like, This is as bad as you calling me and saying, Hey, it's your dad. I understand it comes up on my screen every time it says dad. <laughs> Uh, so he says, you are the most beautiful, intelligent, loving, and caring girl. You deserve the best. And I hope that's Clayton. That was the best. And then she is the glue that holds their family together, apparently. And then she says that was the best surprise I could have ever asked for. And then, like, this was confusing to me on a lot of levels. Like, if he can come... And do this stupid sign thing. Can they not stand at a safe distance and chat? Because it's outside. Was he not allowed to talk? Was she not allowed to get closer? Was he not allowed to meet Clayton? So many things. Like they could have had a con- they could have had a full on hour conversation outside, even to be safe ten feet apart. Still talk at normal volume, and they could have they could have done another another thing that I was listening to suggested that they could have done this whole date on a back okay. porch. Yep. Believe you me, I thought about all of this as Gabby's dad was silently dropping his <laughs> cute cards to the ground. Just like it would have been so much easier if you just said those. I don't understand. Then when he proceeded to wave and get into the car and seemingly leave for the rest of the night. (laughs) If my dad came, did a cue card thing, Love Actually style, without even the music playing, by the way. Just silence. Silence. Besides like, her crying, silence. Like Andrew Lincoln at least had nerve enough to like bring music, press play, and then do the cards. Yes. You know? Yeah. Now I I did not like this on so many levels. It, it was, was A so predictable. B I get it, you're playing into you're really leaning into the love actually thing. Whatever. I think it would have been cuter if, like, say, Clayton did that or somebody else did that for Clayton while standing outside of his balcony or something, you know. Maybe, maybe not a dad to their daughter. Maybe not a dad to his daughter because that dad should be talking to his daughter. If if he cannot visit because, yes, his partner is sick, totally understand that. Like you said, though, they could have done this outside on the back patio. Clearly, Grandpa John and Gabby were sitting outside and talking. Okay. The weather was nice enough. Okay, so, like, while I was watching this, I was so confused. In my mind, I'm just like, is he, did I miss here? Is he sick? 
Does he okay. have some sort of throat cancer that prevents him from using words? Exactly. I thought it, I thought I had I must have misheard what Gabby said, and he has the cancer, and it's taken away his voice. No, because listen. Also, I need you to know that when I was texting with my mom, my mom actually did we text because at one point we were just like calling. We called each other while I was sitting on the couch. Um, she says, uh, "Let's see, we were talking." Oh, okay. So here's the text that got me from my mom. This is how confusing this cue card nonsense was. My mom says to me, oh, I did not know. I didn't know he was deaf. (laughs) That was sweet. All caps, I text back and said, wait, that's why he didn't talk. (laughs) And she goes, I guess so. I took it that that's why he didn't talk and that he wrote what he wanted to say and he couldn't come because of COVID. And I said, he's, he couldn't come because his girlfriend's sick. And she was like, huh. There's so many questions. <laughs> so many people were so confused about why Debbie's dad would literally come in from out of town to drive up, show some cue cards, not do anything. My thing was when we were talking with this later, so many ways that we have communicated with each other via the pandemic. You and I right now aren't even in the same room. I haven't seen you in person since pre-pandemic. Right. Exactly. Now, granted, I did move halfway across town in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. But still, like, Gabby's dad could have done a Zoom call with Clayton. Would have been less weird than this. Less weird than this. I don't understand what they thought whatever was going to happen happened, but it backfired because I did not think it was sentimental. I thought it was ridiculous. And the fact that she just stood there crying, reading her dad's cards, I would have been like, read them to me. (laughs) (laughs) Use your words, dad. Like, I don't understand. And even if he was deaf, he would have just signed because they're close enough for her. If they're close enough to read the sign, you're close enough to read the sign, the signing. Exactly. Okay, no, so she crazy. he drives away. He she goes and sobs. She yeah she goes and sobs in Clayton's arms. When he goes to leave for the day, she says, "I'm definitely feel like I'm falling in love with you." He gets very excited about that. He says, "I might have been waiting on that a little bit. I'm just so happy now. I can't stop smiling." He just loves when people says he, they love him. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, okay, this is partially because this was boring and partially because she went home. I don't even want to talk about Serene. <laughs> okay, well, let's recap her date, like, a little bit. That's I mean, fine. I just don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Well, uh, no, we don't have to camp out nearly as much. Like, I, I believe you. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay. We're headed to, we head to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We're meeting... Uh, Serene's mother, Sherry, her brother, Roland, and her best friend, Melanie. They they head to River Sports Adventures, where they do an aerial obstacle course. Uh, And then they jump off the the top of the platform and, like, kind of, I guess, like, guided fall down. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it wasn't a rappel because they weren't rappelling on anything. They just kind of, like... 
like jumped off yeah. with a harness. Yeah, I thought they spent like a lot of time on this. Because they didn't do anything else. Right. I was like, they spent a lot of time just like watching Clayton scream because he was afraid of heights. Yeah. And then like her being like, I'm cool, like silently like jump off of here. And he's like, You're not scared. And she's like, I am scared. I just show it in different ways. Yeah, she says, I'll never forget him freaking out at the top of the thing. I got to see him going through all the emotions and being human. I don't want him to feel like he can't be scared in front of me. Which today he showed me that he is very clearly can. Right. Uh, I told this to my wife. I just legitimately would not have done it. <laughs> I'm like, no. I, I will not go up. Because I see that there's only one way down, and I will not participate in this activity. I don't. I don't know. I would have been so scared, but I think it would have been fun. There's a fair amount of bachelor activities that I just straight up would not participate in. Yeah. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do any rappelling. I wouldn't do any skydiving or hand gliding or whatever the things that they do that involve falling or being high. I'm just not going to do them. I'm just like, I'll, I'll ruin You're this. Like, I'll, nope. I'll halt this production. I will not do it. <laughs> You're like, absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. That's it. Uh, after that, they head to Serene. I'm guessing Serene's mother's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about how her parents are divorced and she just she doesn't really talk about why her dad isn't coming, but we just kind of like we just kind of move on from it. Is it just me or does her brother completely sound like uh, Barack Obama? <laughs> the podcast I was listening to earlier today said that he sounds like Jordan Peele doing Obama. Okay, that totally makes sense too. <laughs> one of them said he sounds like young Obama, and the other one sounds said it sounds like Jordan Peele doing his, his impression of Obama. I can hear that too. That's so I thought that true. was so funny. Either way, it's Obama. Like when I when I heard him, I was like, what? Uh, either way, there was multiple appeals on Twitter. For him to be either the next Bachelor or very be- at very worst than Bachelor in Paradise. He's cute. Serene can bring him. Yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah. He's, he's been on more episodes of the show than Christian ever was before she came on Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Clayton is pulled aside by Roland first. He goes into Big Brother mode. He says he's impressed that Serene felt comfortable enough with Clayton to tell him about her grandmother and cousin. He said that's huge because that's still an open wound for her. That lets me know that she sees something special in you. And then, and then he, he he also... Inside, oh, sorry, what? No, you go ahead. I was going to say, meanwhile, inside, Serene is like, look, he got me this jar of fireflies. Stop it. Just came... You're so <laughs> mean. They're lights, but, you know, they're fireflies. Let's see, right? Yeah. Uh, he asked her, do you love her? This answer was better. He's clearly had a couple days to figure out what he wants to say since Susie's date. 
He says, I am to tell you the truth. I haven't told anybody that I'm in love with them yet. I'm not there yet. Perfectly reasonable answer. What we do know is that in two days he will be there. Mm-hmm. With multiple at the same time, but as of this taping, he was not ready to tell anybody. Because he's Mostly like, I'm not ready until I meet everyone's family. I'm not ready till I get rid of one more and then sleep with three of them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, I love them all! <laughs> uh, Serene tells her mother that she's going to tell Clayton that she's falling in love with her. Uh, Mama Serene is surprised. She says, it's kind of surprising hearing that you can get there so fast. And says Serene, Serene says she and Clayton have just had a spark. And then shows her the jar of sparkly lights. Nice. Uh, uh, her mom says, that her mom hopes that Clayton appreciates how big of a step it is for Serene to be so open with him. Because important emotions, those, those, those are important emotions she really holds close to her chest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to pull <laughs> Okay, just go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, take like five seconds. Recording stopped. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just not going to drink the water anymore. I wish you would have done that last time. <laughs> Whatever. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Okay. Recording in progress. Next, Roland sits down with Serene. Uh, he says he says that he's worried that she's going to get hurt. He said, "I've seen you hurt in a lot of ways." And he's he starts he starts getting emotional and says, "Are you comfortable that he's not going to break your trust?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." She, uh, Serena admits that uh, she thinks that falling for Clayton is a risk, but she's here for it because it just may work out. It does not. <laughs> the, this is the hardest part of hometowns where, like, you're seeing a date and then we talk about the date knowing mm-hmm. how it ended. Obviously, she's not going. She's not, she's not going to meet his family. No. He didn't give her the rose. No. But she was all in. So she was like, I'm in love with you. Because then she tells them when they're outside. Could you tell that Clayton didn't love her? No, because he gets the same reaction any time any of them say that he loves them. Right, that's what I'm confused about. And, like, she told him that she was falling in love with him, like, a couple weeks ago. And he was so excited. So, really, I understand how she didn't see this coming. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the date that had the most hype and the least amount of payoff. Okay. We meet Rachel's dad. We meet. We go to Claremont, Florida, to meet Rachel's mom, Marianne, her dad, Tony, and then her best friend, Sam and Nate. Uh, Rachel sounded pretty bad. She says, "I'm losing my voice, and despite how I might sound, I'm so excited to get this date started." Right. How, how how did she get sick? How did she get sick? What? I'm sure she had COVID tests upon COVID tests. Yeah. Um. But I was reading something where they were like, Rachel spent the entire date whispering, but Rachel has been whispering the entire season. So this made it so much worse. The fact that she was, her whisper voice was even whisperier. 
So yeah, she has been whispering quite a bit. But there was definitely like a rasp in her voice that was not. Oh yeah. No, clearly she lost her voice, but it was like clearly she lost her whisper. She was like the little mermaid, but with like a hint of a voice. And also like, you're not supposed to whisper if you're losing your voice. That's actually worse she, for your voice. Really? <coughs> yeah, the, the, the pressure that whispering puts on your vocal cords is actually worse for you than just trying to talk normally. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Um, but hearing her, like, like I said, she's always whispering the time when they had that date out in the dock and they had to put up subtitles yes. because she was whispering. And by the end of the date, hearing her whisper almost completely be deceased like i was like i can't i can't hear this like at one point i was like what did she say <laughs> out loud <laughs> so they head to king's landing canoe rentals and they're gonna go take a canoe ride and the canoe ride the canoe is clear and i thought that was pretty cool yeah i did think that was exciting uh, i did not think that the spider was cool or the alligator. Mm-mm, not here for that. Neither of those were cool. Uh, it was kind of freaky. He did not seem to enjoy that part at all. They passed the surprise kissing tree, which was suspiciously similar writing to Proposal Rock. Ooh. Which I believe that neither of those places exist now. Uh, right. No. The kissing tree being there, like, obviously, she was like, oh, it's tradition. La, 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 la. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> so, Rachel tells us, she says, I think my dad is going to be his, to be, she tells him, sorry, I think my dad is going to be your toughest critic. He has never really liked anyone I've ever brought home. I just This is the part prepared. where I yelled, speak up. Like, I can't yeah. hear you. Uh, he said, I also have to earn their trust the same way that I had to earn yours. If I get a, you're not that bad kid, then we're solid. Which I think is fair in a first meeting. Yeah. Did you think her dad was that bad? When he first walked in and early parts of the conversation, I was getting excited for how poorly this was going to go. Yeah. And then he like deflated. Yeah. It was so like he was not that bad at all. Well, I thought it was funny when like she was telling her talking to her uh like her friends were warning Clayton about her dad. Mm-hmm. Like, look, it's he can be kind of crazy. I'm just like, what does this man must be like? Did he like stab a boyfriend or right. slash a tire? Like he must That's have done, he must have done something, or a string of somethings, to get this family reputation of I will take you out. That's what I was wondering because it seemed like such a heavy assumption that he was going to be crazy. Something was going to go down, or he was just going to be like like Clayton was just going to walk in the house and he'd be like, eh, nope, bye. And <laughs> we have to remember that we don't know that Rachel hasn't brought a string of frat boys and douchebags into this house. It's true. It's true. So maybe it's, maybe it's not Tony, 
Maybe it's Rachel. Maybe Rachel doesn't have the best taste. Maybe. And he can see that. And he's like, mm, girl, no, yeah. next one. Um, I don't know. I think, but yeah, like you said, this had the most hype. And it was like, showdown, showdown. The yeah. dad's going to kill him. The dad's going to kill him, you know? And then it was like, he asked him some tough questions. But then even in the middle of that, like my mom and I were talking about it and we were both like, I mean, he's just a dad who cares. Yeah. That's, I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't unreasonable. Uh, Rachel chats right. with her friends first. Uh, Nate asks, how do you feel about fantasy suites? There's still other people involved. You don't want to be played. Uh, Rachel says that she's trying to push the other women out of her mind. And then Sam tells Clayton that she warned Rachel not to get her heart broken on the show because I don't want to deal with it. It's going to be tough on her. When she said, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. It clearly was a friend who was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. I ain't cleaning this mess up. So could you just hold it together? Cause I don't, she was like, I don't want to deal with this. I hope that, you know, for Rachel's sake, that Rachel will be okay. She was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this crying, this nonsense, these 3 a.m. calls, like her not being able to piece her freaking life together. Her dad's a wreck again. <laughs> like, she's like, I don't want to hear her drama. But, you know, I just, I really, for her sake, I hope that I just don't want to see her heart get broken. <laughs> no, that was a friend who in that second revealed what she was truly feeling. And then was like, I mean, for Rachel. Uh, Sam says as Italians we're very protective she says especially Tony who doesn't like anybody which once again like this is I was getting so ramped up at this point right like I did think that like whenever Clayton whenever he goes outside and he's talking to Clayton and I don't know what he was doing like was he sitting on a rocking chair or something like (laughs) could have been like he was just like rocking back and forth and like I feel like he was getting himself hyped up like I feel like he was like all right all right Clinton say one wrong thing and I'm gonna launch myself at you like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it you know like he was was like okay all right tell me tell me something say you don't love her this is this is where Clayton's milk toastness is at its finest in terms of his, it protects him from bad thoughts and bad actions because yeah. not only is he a massive individual and Tony couldn't beat him up if he wanted to, but also he's just like, he's just, he's just, he's just there. Like he, there's yeah. nothing about him that emits any other emotion than just, he's fine. Exactly. He, uh, her dad, Tony asks, what he knows about Rachel and her aspirations in the real world. Clayton says he loves how passionate Rachel is about being a pilot. And then her dad is ready for the next question. He says, if she wants to work in Europe for a year, what would that do to you guys in your relationship? Clayton immediately says, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll move. I'll go wherever it makes sense to go. Like he was, he gave the most right answer that you could give to her dad. Yeah. But then her dad could have come back and been like, what, so you don't have a backbone? You have a plan of your own? You don't have a life of your own? Right. <laughs> mm, yeah. But this is the moment where I, like, I felt like he was like, 
whatever chair he was sitting in, like he was like, all right, all right, I'm going to take this sucker out. Come on. But nothing. Yeah, uh, no. Tony asked about the other women. Clayton Clayton gives a good answer. He knows he's going to have to hurt people before he gets to the end and it makes him sick. But he thinks he can see a future with Rachel and imagine proposing to her. But he doesn't have a crystal ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony says that he can't offer his blessing until he speaks to Rachel. And he says, quote, if she gives you, gives me a good word when I shake your hand, when you leave, I'll pat you on the arm. So that was I his, like, was, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to say I'm okay with it until I talk to her. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. their, their conversation is next. She says, when we were in Croatia, I did tell him I was falling in love with him, and I really am. Uh, his response was, I thought he was very nice. I love you, baby. I'm very proud of you. I'm only afraid of you getting hurt. But if he's what you want, I'm all for it. Uh, obviously incredibly disappointed in Tony. Uh huh. I wanted Tony to walk up to Clayton at the end and say, if you hurt my baby girl, I'll shotgun you in the face. <laughs> That's what I wanted him to say. And he did right. not do any of these things. No, there was none of that. And I was sad. Cause yeah. And in fact, he just turned into a big teddy bear. He cried. Yeah. She cried. Yeah. We saw that he just loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe those stories are all legend. Maybe they're urban legend. Which, which leads me, to, which leads me to believe that Rachel's exes must have been frat boys and douchebags, probably. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a dad who loves his daughter. That's like, okay, this is what you want. All right, cool. At the end. uh Clayton gets a handshake and an arm pad, which was the blessing that he was hoping for. Rachel says that she's falling even harder for him after their visit. Uh, and then hometowns are over. And we head to the rose ceremony. Yep. Uh, we get a little Clayton and Jesse chat before everyone shows up. Clayton says that he's falling in love with all the women in a different capacity. But it's time to make a tough decision. So we get them all lined up. And this Who is Who was where, the first person to come in? I think they came in in the order they're standing. I think it was Susie, Rachel, Serene, Gabby. Okay. Because I couldn't... Because I was like, ooh, will I be able to tell who the person that's going home with... Like, going home, if the first person who... Is it the first person who comes in? You know, like... At the end, you can always know that they're going home, going home if it's the first person who arrives. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Ooh, will this tell me?" It did not. No, but uh, there was yeah. The order didn't mean anything, and I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they just like stood next to the person you're standing, just standing next to when they arrived. So I think it was Susie, Rachel, Serene, Gabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susie gets the first rose. And then Gabby gets the next second rose, and this is when I knew it was goodbye for Serene. And I'm pretty sure. I wonder when Serene knew it wasn't going to be Serene. I uh, wonder if she knew down to her and Rachel. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm 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 just wondering if she knew that Rachel was ahead of her. 
I think, I don't think that she knew. I'm mm. always curious how realistic these girls are on where they think they stand. I think that she knew that her and Rachel were probably top tier. Obviously, they're and, both top tier. They went to, they made it to hometowns. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I think that she knew that Rachel, I don't know. I think that she knew that Rachel was pretty close with him. Yes. And so I th- I don't think it hit her, though, until it was down to her and Rachel. Yeah. But then again, I don't even know if it did hit her, you know? Yeah. Because she was pretty shocked. So, yeah, I don't know. Because she, yeah, she was pretty shocked. She was pretty shocked. Uh, she says goodbye to the girls. They walk outside. He says to her, I just want to say that I'm sorry. Uh, he asked her, she asks, like, what happened? Like, what changed? He felt, he just said, I just have stronger connections. Which is a weird thing to say because you seemed like you had a really strong connection with her. I I think up until up until like last week, mm-hmm. you're weeding out the people you just don't care about, mm-hmm. or you care about the least. Yeah. And yeah. once you get to here, once you get to the top four, you're looking at eleven percent of the starting thirty. So these are all probably pretty close connections. I don't know. I that's it's hard to tell because, like you said, like when did she know? I'm trying to like put myself in Serene's shoes and to really think about what that must have felt like because she did. She was pretty confident in everything. Everything up until then. Like, they had a pretty good date. Yeah. They had a really great date. Um, and then, like, obviously, in partaking in the activities that you would never do, um, they had a good time up yeah. there flying high, too, even though he was terrified. Um, so it is just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like at any moment, anybody could be blindsided at this level. Yeah. Yeah. Um... R.I.P. to Serene's time here. Yeah. She gets in the car. She says, it sucks. It really does. Clayton was able to break down my walls, but I gave it my all. I can feel myself closing back up. That's why I have nothing else to say to him. And then we'll just wonder what she says next week. And then, Yeah. It's a double episode next week. Apparently, the next two weeks are doubles. Oh, are they? Apparently next week is Women Tell All and Fantasy Suites, and then the next week is, instead of one three-hour, it's two two-hour for the finale and after the final rose. Well, all right. Game on. That's right. So Clayton's journey is finally kind of coming to an end, even though Mike Fleiss tells us that it's not really over. I think that's why they're doing two-night finale. Because it seems it's like a, it, it seems like a lot has happened. Yeah, and we may not be getting a traditional ending. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Me too. I'm, I'm excited to see it all fall apart. 
Also me too. So yeah, that's it. That's it, man. Ooh, but we do have one big announcement. Yes, we have an announcement. Okay, so we've been leading. As- we've been doing a giveaway the last few weeks for two remaining pairs of tickets to Bachelor Live on stage here at the Fabulous Fox. So thank you to the Fox Theater and also to Bachelor Live on stage for these tickets. And you have our first winner. Yes, I do. So it looks like the first winner. Let me pull this up and make sure that I get this right. Um, so we ask you guys to comment on our posts on Twitter, on our Instagram. Comment, tell us who you would take to this whole shebang. Um, and the first winner is, is, is it Kirsten? <laughs> I think it's Kirsten. I think it's Kirsten Dixon. I hope I'm saying that right. Maybe I'm not, but, um, and it looks like she is going to take her friend, uh, JD Pie's mama. I don't know her name, but those are the two that are winning. So Kirsten Dixon, you're going to Bachelor Live on stage. And congratulations to Kirsten, uh, and we will be giving you guys 24 more hours to go ahead and get that final that final opportunity to get to get clocked in for that last set of tickets so i guess 24 hours from recording so then if you could do it by the night by thursday night yeah cuz we we'll have see, to send yeah, those thursday t- night at like 6 p.m. thursday night at 6 p.m. central we'll need to uh, get those get those names and email addresses over to the Fox mm-hmm. for the tickets so we cannot, unfortunately, hold it any longer. So 24 hours from now, 6 p.m. Yeah. Central Time we on got Thursday. got one more set of tickets, guys, and they could be yours. It could be yours. One more set of tickets. Just comment on this post and tell us, you know, who you want to take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ready for some quick news and notes, Ernie? Sure am, but congratulations, Kirsten. You're going to have so much fun. Yes, we will be there as well. Unfortunately, we actually purchased tickets before giving away tickets, so we don't know where you're sitting, and we'll try to <laughs> we'll try to find you at some point. Uh, first news and notes. Cole Underwood is engaged. Yes, saw that yesterday. He's engaged to his boyfriend, Jordan C. Brown. Uh, they've been dating about a year, so I guess... Congrats to them or whatever. It's interesting. I mean, I'm happy for him. I am surprised that he's dating the first man. He's he's marrying the first man that he's dating. Yeah. Like, because he had said before, like, he had never dated a man. He he hadn't been with a man, right? As far as I know. So, I mean, hey, congratulations. But yeah, I was just surprised. Uh, my next set of information is uh, the twins, Haley and Emily Ferguson from Ben Higgins' season. They are both engaged, and they hung out in Las Vegas for a joint bachelorette party. Bachelorette party. Like, it looked insane. I can't believe that they are both engaged at the same time. I mean, what are the odds? I mean... What are the odds? I, I don't think they're very good. And finally, <laughs> finally, this is not anything confirmed. This is just a rumor that I heard once again on Nick Vile's podcast today. Apparently, he heard from a producer that 
Elizabeth went on a partially incoherent rant at Women Tell All's filming, and he's not sure if it'll make it to airing. No, let it air. Let and he's it not air. saying it isn't. He's just saying he doesn't know. Also, why why would Elizabeth go on a partially incoherent rant? Are they trying yeah. to say because of her ADD, we don't understand her? I think, like, you know how, like, if you're not following her on social media, she's she's basically making her own one-woman push for Bachelorette, trying to be a <laughs> mental health advocate for the people. And, like, she did, like, a TikTok, like, about it. And, like, it was, like, it was, like kind of produced. And, like, to... Oh, really? Us trying to, like, make it a... Like, like she's pushing herself for next uh-huh. Bachelorette. Really? So, I think this was, like, her, like... She thought that uh, Women Tell All was her moment to kind of, like, jump into the front of the stage. Yikes. And take that opportunity after, like, the uh, the appreciation she, got, appreciation she got on the show. And, like, this was, like, going to be her... Her moment. Oh. Huh. I don't know, Elizabeth. I don't know. I... I'll, I'll tell you. There is a final four. I would rather have three of them for Bachelorette over Elizabeth. I mean, Elizabeth's not terrible, no, though. But I'm just saying, like, my first choice would be Gabby. Mm-hmm. I think a serene season would be good. And I would be fine with Susie. I, yeah, I'd be fine with Susie. I do think it's probably going to be Gabby. That's my guess. I would, be, I would be happy with any of them. And I guess Elizabeth is an option. <laughs> I didn't really realize that Elizabeth was going to be an option. But... I, don't, I don't know if she is. I think she's just trying to make herself an she option. Wants, she wants to be an option. Yeah. She wants I mean... to be an option. Because you know how women tell always, always like people trying to insert themselves to a point where they they show things they're more valuable than they are. Right. Either for Paradise or for Bachelorette. Goodness. So it seems like she she makes a play and producers thought it was not even possibly good enough to make it to the show. Oh, no. (laughs) I hope they show it. I need to know. I need to see how bad it is. I kind of hope so, too. I really hope it is, but oh gosh, Elizabeth. And also, side note, also from them, uh, it does not seem like Shanae is going to be apologetic at all next week for her behavior. I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm also really ready, ready for that. <laughs> I'm really ready to see those Because the only, the only thing that would have changed my mind that she's just not a good person, mm-hmm. if she comes out very apologetic had had come out very apologetic next week and just very sorry for how she acted no she didn't she doubled down like she was like oh y'all saw me it was fun yeah so (laughs) she wasn't at all like i watched myself and i'm really embarrassed so we'll just have to see we'll have to see how that goes apparently um genevieve partied with an f shanae sign okay so she talked about that apparently her and several other girls went out after Women Tell All's taping to a club. Mm. And the bar or club 
brought that to them without them knowing. Like, they didn't ask for it. But apparently enough of the people there were fans of the show to know that would get them the proper publicity. Oh. And then she partied with it and then later apologized and said it was in poor taste. <laughs> Love that she partied with the sign. And that's the drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I partied with a sign. Whatever. I don't even care. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got this week. That's all we have. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can support our Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. Four bucks a month will help us do better things for the show in the future. Uh, we are going to, we have some fun things that we want to start doing after the season ends between the start of, between the end of Clayton's season and the start of Blank's season. Yeah. Since at the moment we don't know who the Bachelorette is. So at the start of Gabby or Susie's season, we'll just say that. Yeah, at the start of Gabby's slash Susie slash if it was up to her Elizabeth season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, congratulations, Kirsten. Have fun yes. at, at Bachelor Live on stage and yes. to the mystery person who we end up giving the next set of tickets to. And then hopefully our plan is to do some uh, – uh, some Twitter videos or some Instagram stories from Bachelor Live on stage as we appreciate Bachelor Live on stage and the Fox for our tickets. Yeah. Uh, until yeah. next week, Ernie, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.